The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Shill Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello there, friends. You're listening to The Social Hour. I'm your host, Francis Leary. I am so glad to have you all with us today. You can reach me at radio at francisleary.com. And please make sure to connect with me online. Just look for Francis Leary, all one word, pretty much on every channel, and you will find me. So today, we are going to be talking about soul phone. I'm so excited about this uh, segment today. Um, We're going to talk about integrating your story into your phone conversations with the phone lady. Our guest today is Mary Jane Copps. She is the CEO of Telephone Talent Inc. And in 2006, she embraced her alter ego, which is the phone lady. And you have, uh, she's been profiled in uh, publications like the Wall Street Journal and the National Post and the Globe and Mail. She's been on CTV and CBC. Um, so you may have read about her. You may have heard her and seen her on television. And we are truly uh, privileged to have her with us today. The other exciting thing about her, and I'll share more about this later in the show, she's the author of The Phone Book, Essential Telephone Communication Skills. And uh, you can find Mary Jane at thephonelady.com. Mary Jane, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for inviting me, Francis. It's a real honor to be here and and have a conversation on the radio about phone conversations. <laughs> I know. Um, it's really fantastic. Um, those of you who have been listening to our show um, so far, you know that you know we've talked a lot about how do you define your core values and how do you tell your stories. And we've talked about uh, last week how to integrate your stories into your brand messaging. And so this week we're really looking with Mary Jane at how do you how does story um, have an impact in the phone conversations you have? Because um, while perhaps the uh, younger generation of today may think that the phone is dead, it actually isn't. Is that right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and um, it's across all industries, really, Um, but certainly from my experience, there was a big shift about three years ago of um, companies recognizing that email wasn't accomplishing the relationships they wanted with both their customers or their clients and their potential customers and clients, that, that it wasn't making things happen, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So there's been a real resurgence, believe it or not, of interest in uh, great phone communication skills. Fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How, what's your story? How did you become the phone lady? 
Wow. Um, well, there's, I guess there's a couple of starting points, and in the, in the, the, the one I share most often is that um, when I was going to university, so living, I grew up in a very small town, so uh, when I went to university, ended up in a very big city and uh, ran out of money in about second or third year of university, and uh, my parents had died when I was a teenager, so I didn't have a helpline. I, I needed a great part-time job. And I did find one in a real estate office um, answering the phone. And mm. uh, it turned out that my behavior on the phone uh, made them money. And within a month or so of working for them, they asked me if I wouldn't mind going to school part-time and working for them full-time because they really recognized that they were all making more money based on how I was behaving on the phone. Wow. So awesome. I think that was my first sort of inkling that, oh, there is a skill here or there's, there's something that I do on the phone that not everybody is doing. Right. So what, what got you from that point to to establish your alter ego, the phone lady? What brought you to, to you know, from, from university and the real estate office to, to where you are now? Well, the second, uh, you know, business story was that at the age of 29, so way back in 1987, I uh, quit a, a great full-time job as a journalist and started my first business and approached that business with such great optimism, as all entrepreneurs do, but also with the assumption that because I had been a journalist and conducted interviews on the phone, that I could sell. Mm. And um, discovered very quickly that that was not true. Um, and as a consequence, started recording my phone calls. And in doing that, realized that there's also a psychology to phone communication, that when we are on the phone, because there is no body language, the, we have to pay attention to our words and our tone of voice and the expressions we use if we want to really create solid communication and actually hear each other's stories. Right. So at what point or how did this become a real passion for you? And what, what drives the, your passion to, to do all of this work with the, with the telephone? I think that um, for me, the well, there's two things. One, very personal, is my passion around communication. So I did grow up in a household with very little communication. And my takeaway from that was um, how valuable communication is in terms of creating family, in terms of creating strong relationships. So I've always been passionate about making sure that people are communicating, that I communicate really clearly with the people in my life and that they communicate back with me. Um, mm -hmm. But second of all, because of where technology has taken us, one of my concerns, you know, with technology, there's a lot of unintended consequences. And uh, my, one of my concerns is that one of the unintended consequences that is that we'll stop speaking to each other on our phones. We're using our phones with so many things 
but we are to some degree walking away from conversation. And whether it's personal or in business, we should not lose the sound of each other's voices. Um, our, the sound of our voice is crucial to good communication. I love that. I was actually at a, a retreat this weekend and we were talking about just vibrations and we went through a number of exercises. We would write things down and then sort of explore the vibration that that held for us. And then when we're mm. speaking it, the different vibration that that has and how, when you're trying to understand different pieces, this was a very um, sort of internal you know, retreat. It was really a look at myself personally. And um, so we were exploring it from, from that aspect. When, when I'm trying to understand myself, it's important that I, I uh, look at things and experience these different vibrations because it helps me understand things on different levels. So I would imagine that if that's, if that's so powerful, and I went through a few exercises of writing things down and then voicing them out loud and, and experiencing almost like the, the moments that I was uh, writing and voicing. Um, I would imagine that if that has so much power, then that translates into the into the telephone, into the conversations that we're having, and so that on the other end of that phone line, the vibration that I I'm holding and I'm releasing through my voice really impacts the person on the other end of the line. Would you say? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, when we're communicating by uh, text, and when I use that, I'm, I mean email and texting, um, there is no backstory. There's only the black and white images or the, you know, that we look at. But when we hear the sound of someone's voice, we actually hear the backstory. So we're not only hearing what the person's saying, but often we hear why they're saying it, or sometimes we hear that there's something that they're not saying. So there's a whole realm of communication that takes place simply by the sound of our voices. Yeah, um, that's a really powerful, a really powerful thing. And I think something that so many of us really aren't aware of. We aren't aware of the impact that our voice has on others. Um, I know I've encountered this with emails that, you know, you write something quickly and then you send it off and then you read it over and you're like, oh, that was harsh. Uh, or that was, you know, that didn't come across the way I intended it because there is not no intent in, in text, like you were saying. And with our speaking or our phone conversations, that if we're not aware of the impact of our voice, then we can really be communicating an entirely different message than the one we want to, right? Absolutely. So it's the story of um, excitement, of passion, of worry, of regret, um, whatever we want to communicate. Uh, 50 or more percent of that story is told through the sound of our voice. And I don't want people to get this confused with, you know, lots of people say, well, I don't like the sound of my voice. And uh, none of us like the sound of our own voices. Because <laughs> we hear it very differently inside our head than, than what we transmit out into the world. But it is your tone of voice that carries your story. 
And it's right. the tone of your customer's voice or your potential customer's voice that allows you to hear their story. And that's where communication takes place in that moment. Right. And that truly is magical. So um, how, in business, um, what is the impact that the telephone can really have if someone is able to use it effectively? Well, the, what you can hear... Um, first of all, is often what a customer or a potential customer is not telling you. So I think everyone in your audience has had the experience of asking someone a question, and the person may answer, but you know automatically that they haven't told you either the whole answer or that there's something else behind that answer simply because of the tone of the voice they use to give you that answer. Right. And on the we can't hear that in email. So we can ask a, a customer a question, you know, uh, how, how, what, what's your reaction to the latest product we sent you? And they write back, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's all you have. But yeah. on the phone, they might say, oh, it's fine. Or mm-hmm. they might say, oh, it's fine. And both of those allow you to dig deeper or go farther either to right. excel at what you're doing for that customer or to learn more about what else they need or to discover that there is a problem or an issue that you're able to solve for them. Right. So it's really a very telling thing. So It is. Yeah. In the, um, we're going to come up on a quick commercial break here. And in the next segment, um, I really want to look at, so dive more into this tone thing and, um, and ask you some tips maybe to help us be more aware of, of ourselves, be present in our communications. And so when we get back from commercial, we're going to start there. So everyone who's listening, please stay with us and we will be back with Mary Jane Cops, the phone lady in just two minutes. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
You are listening to The Soul Shill Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. It's great to have you here with us. I am here with Mary Jane Copps, the phone lady, and we are just going to continue where we left off. We are talking about powerful phone communication and how you can integrate your story into those conversations that you're having with your audience on the other end of the line. And um, so tone, Mary Jane, you talked about tone in the first segment and how more than 50%, which is really, I had no idea, more than 50% of our story is communicated to the person on the other end of the phone through uh, the sound of our voice, through our tone, rather than actually through the words that we're saying. And that tone, it's it's similar, I think, to um, to the brand, your brand. So um, we talked on the last uh, episode about how your brand is really what the audience perceives it. So the story you want to tell, the story of you, of your organization, if you aren't communicating that in a way that your audience can really experience it for themselves, then your brand isn't what you think it is. And so with a phone conversation, if your story isn't um, infused into your tone, your authenticity, your presence, and your words, then on the other end of the phone, they're not interpreting who you are, what your story is, in the same way that you want them to. Well, that's right, and and we've all experienced this. So if you think about, um, you know, a common service, that we all might have that that we have to phone in to get help. So maybe cable or our cell phone or or something like that. Mm-hmm. When all those companies sound exactly the same when you phone them, when there's nothing different between the service you get from one bank or another, from one cable company and the other, then it doesn't matter to you who you're working with. Right. Right. That's so true. So where do we start as business people? Where do we start in being able to um, be aware of our tone, of our presence, so that we can use our phone conversations as an extension of our story? Where do we start? Well, uh, it's, it's such a great question, and I don't have an easy answer. It is about understanding that when we pick up the phone, we are still carrying our brand. So much the same as we put effort into how we look when we go to a business meeting or uh, the shoes we wear or the portfolio we carry, um, uh, you know, all of those things, we have to look at what we bring to a phone conversation. So we can't answer the phone in a panic because when we do, we throw that panic at the person at the other end. We can't sound tired and bored on a phone call. We can't sound rushed on a phone call. All of those things then become associated with our brand. 
And so if you want your customer to hear that you're passionate about what you do, that you're so glad that they called, that you really want to have a conversation with them, you have to have energy in your voice and you have to be present. So one of the biggest uh, shifts that's happened maybe in phone communication is because we're able to use our phones hands-free, we multitask while we're on a call. Mm-hmm. We'll glance at our email or a wide variety of things. And right. anything we do, we have to know then we're not present. And we've all had this experience. We've all been on a phone call with someone who's happened to glance at an email when it's come in or started doing something else. And there's a moment, and it can be, a, you know, it doesn't even have to hold a noise, but there's a moment when we know they're not listening to us anymore. Right. And you don't want that to be part of your brand either. Mm-hmm. No, so absolutely not. You have to be present. You have to treat a phone call the same way, with the same respect as you would treat a face-to-face meeting. So what do we do then when we're in those situations and, you know, we have to take a call or we know we have a meeting and something's just happened to distract us or to get us off point or, you know, we're just not in the, in that headspace. What are some tips to get back to it? Like, or, or to, if we're answering the phone and we know we've got to take it, um, what do we do? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, certainly um, a common example might be that you answer the phone and it's not who you expected and you are expecting another call. I think we've Mm -hmm. all run into that. So you need to be honest. You need to to say, oh, gee, Francis, sorry, I answered thinking it was so-and-so. We have a teleconference call in 30 seconds, so I have to let you go, but I'll call you back. You, you want to be direct in that situation. That way they understand that your tone of voice sounds a little panicked or a little rushed, right? Right. right. If you're at the front desk, let's say, of a busy physiotherapy office and all the lines go at once, which certainly happens a lot, you can, you can answer and say, I'm really sorry, all our phone lines have gone at exactly the same second. So that, so that the person at the other end has a visual picture of why you sound the way you do, as opposed to allowing them to assume that it's because you're always panicked or you're always tired, right? So yesterday, mm-hmm. many of us probably should have answered the phone and said, I'm really sorry, I was up all night. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I sound a little hoarse or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you want to express that, but also you don't have to answer the phone every time it rings. If you know that you can't answer it and sound professional, let it go to voicemail, but then make sure that voicemail message of yours contains your brand. So, so many times we reach voicemail messages where the person sounds rushed or panicked or tired or bored. Is that their brand? No. Mm-hmm. So you need to have your voicemail also contain your energy and pay attention to what your voicemail says about you and your brand. Right. So your, your, your presence, your, your authenticity, your honesty, and uh, being there just like physically, that's so important. And it, it tells your story. And then your words are, are that next piece. So it starts then with your body and then it continues into your words. So you mentioned voicemail. How 
does one craft a voicemail that is actually that actually tells their story that sets them apart from like every other voicemail out there and also really resonates with their audience as someone who's you know being full of energy being excited who wants to talk with them how do we how do we do that well, I think the first step is to recognize that voicemail is no longer regarded as a machine, right? Oh. We're a long way from cassette tapes in a recorder. Um, so voicemail, when we reach it, we really believe we've reached the person, and all human beings have a judgment track. So depending on what we hear, we do make a judgment call about what we're experiencing when we listen to that voicemail message. And if you, will, if you really take that in, it will certainly help you create a genuine message. And you want, your, you want to give your voicemail the power to be your receptionist. So if you were paying someone to answer the phone, you would certainly pay them to have energy and enthusiasm and all of that. So here's your voicemail. It represents you and it's your receptionist. Um, make sure when you record that message that it has energy in it. And one of the easiest ways to make sure that your tone of voice is powerful and pleasant is simply to smile. Mm. So for all of us, if we're even, you know, we could be having a very bad day, but as long as we smile, these are muscles. There's no magic to it. When we smile, we're using muscles that impact our vocal cords. So when we smile, that can be heard. And we also want to slow down. So often when we create a message, we say our name and our company name so quickly that the other person actually doesn't know who they've reached or if they've reached the right place. So a welcoming message, a warm message is a little bit slower uh, in content so that you're really enunciating your name and your company name so that person on the other end feels welcomed uh, to your business. I like that. I've, I've never heard the um, your voicemail being described as like your reception, like the, your receptionist. That, And you're right. That is often the first real introduction someone might have to you and your company. Um I can totally attest to the power of the smile. And there's something really about uh, smiling when you're on the phone. It not only I th- comes out on the other end, and you and I can hear it when I'm speaking with people, it, it shifts the entire energy of the conversation so that if you know, if I was in this other place or I was really um, in depth, say, into doing something hands-on and then I I step into this phone conversation and I'm present and I'm smiling and I'm genuinely happy to be talking with this person on the other end of the line, that energy, that vibration, I think, becomes a part of the entire conversation and it really allows my story to, 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 you know, kind of be infused in that. Absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, where we want to move from there again, depending on on what role the phone is playing in your life or in your business, is then we want to open up to conversation. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, you know, so much of my career has been dedicated to phone sales. But really, from my perspective, my career has been dedicated to phone 
conversations because I'm not interested in selling to people who aren't a good fit for what I'm calling about. And I want to know more about all of my customers or my potential customers before they become customers because that's what allows me to serve them. Oh, I love that. That's really uh, beautiful. And that really is what, um, for me, makes the difference between a, um, well, social media and social media. So social phone conversations are just that. When you are really, um, truly invested in in that other, the person on the other end of the line wanting to have meaningful conversations and then determine, you know, are they in alignment with you um, and are they the right fit for your organization to do business with? Um, So we are going to be going out to a break shortly. And when we get back, I want to look at then the the importance of the story of the other person that you're talking to on the other end of the phone. So we are going to take a short break here. Um, And everyone who's listening, make sure that you connect with Mary Jane on Twitter during this short break. You can find her on Twitter at the phone lady CA. So stay with us and we will be right back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. I am here with Mary Jane Copps, the phone lady, and we have been talking about how do you infuse your story into your phone conversations. And we have talked a lot about our our bodies and being really aware um, and present in our conversations so that our authenticity can really come through. And then we also talked about our words and how our voicemail is often that receptionist that actually um, is a real extension of us. And it's so important that we take the time to make that warm and energetic for our, um, our callers. So now to look at the importance of understanding the stories of who we're talking with, because in order to have these really social conversations with the person on the other end of the line, um, we really need to know who they are. Um, how, how, where do we start with that, Mary Jane? <laughs> well, um, the real trick, if there is a trick, to hearing someone else's story is to ask them open-ended questions. Mm. And I know that sounds obvious, but... As human beings, for a reason I don't know, and maybe somebody in your audience knows, so that would be kind of cool, is as human beings, we ask closed-ended questions. We default to questions that get us either a yes or a no. Right. And there's nowhere to go there. There's, there's no knowledge of what is the backstory behind your yes or what is the backstory behind your no. Um, so when you want to learn more about a customer or a prospective customer, you need to ask them questions that reveal more about their situation. So for example, if you are uh, selling a product or a service, you might ask a client, what are your current challenges around XYZ? Mm-hmm. If the customer says, "Well, we don't have any challenges. We're really, we really enjoy what we have here in place. We've never had a problem." Well, okay, then they're not your ideal prospect, right? But if they say, "Well, you know, it, it's very um, uh, time-consuming what we're doing. Uh, it, it costs us a lot of money at your end because we have to do this, this, and this." Well, great. Now they've expressed their story. You found their story. Mm-hmm. Can you help them with that story? Now the right. conversation goes to a different level. Right. Um, you mentioned before about um, part of the, the that process is you use the, the phrase decision fatigue mm-hmm. when we were talking previously and how it's so important to help our customers make decisions. So mm-hmm. can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, so an, um, another unintended consequence of technology is that in first world countries, we are all making more decisions every day than ever before in human history. Mm-hmm. And that number is massive, quite shocking. It's uh, the number that, and I haven't looked at the, the most recent research, but within the last year, I have uh, 36,000 decisions a day we make. Oh. So <laughs> when you think about that, um, 
there are many, many times in each day when we cannot make another decision. We've kind of burned out our decision-making ability. Now, I know there's people in your audience that are going, that can't be true. So very, very (laughs) quickly, um, when I read that first number, I walked through the next day because I also didn't believe the number. And, you know, we all make roughly the same decisions in the morning, what time we're going to get up, what we're going to wear, who gets the first shower, breakfast, all that. Some of us do make those decisions for other people. But where things start to really catch up to us is when we open a device. So every time you look at an email message, you are making one of six decisions, and you actually go through in your mind all six decisions. Should I open it? Should I read it? Should I share it? Should I view it? Should I answer it? Should I file it? Should I delete it? Hmm. Now, if you do that for 15 or 20 email messages in the morning, and then you go over to social media, again, for every post you look at, whether you're on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, whatever, For every post you look at, you're running through roughly six decisions in your mind. Mm -hmm. Share, like, post, create, post, follow, link, etc. So often by the time we are walking out the door to our office, we've already made easily a thousand decisions. And if we drive to work, um, we're making a decision in a car roughly every 10 seconds. Many of them we don't even notice because we've been driving a long time, but you're putting your foot on the brake or you're putting on your signal or you're looking for someone at a crosswalk. All of these are decisions you're making. Mm -hmm. So by the time you reach your desk, you're sometimes at the 3,000 decision-making mark and you haven't even started your day. Wow. So what's important then when we're communicating with our customers is that we understand this, that this is the world we are part of and We need to have language in our pocket that helps people make decisions. And the best language is, you know, the next best step is for us to get together or the next best step is for us to organize a demo or the next best step is for me to send you some information for your consideration. Any of those things can can help. Well, that's a really great phrase. Um, and also it makes it so that you're not, you're not asking them, well, when would you like to get together? Or, you know, what, what would you like to do next? Because then often that leads nowhere or it leads to this. Uh, there's so many choices. Whereas if you um, say, well, the next best step is for us to set up a follow-up meeting. Um, I have these days available or, you know, giving them, uh, eliminating those choices, uh, that they have. And I've heard you say before in the work that we've done together that, um, when you're setting a meeting, never to just leave it open-ended, always to, um, you know, provide choices. Um, How would this work for you? And, you know, suggest a time rather than just saying, when are you free? Absolutely. Um, So, what, where we all go, all of us do this, all of us do this because, again, we, we're just, we have so much going on. We're all overwhelmed. We're all experiencing decision fatigue. So a fallback phrase for many of us is, let me get back to you. Mm, and right. in my world, that's like purgatory right there because when someone says that to you, it's very difficult to follow up because how much time do they need? What does, what does it actually mean, let me get back to you? So being specific it helps them with the process. So you can say, well, Francis, the next best step is for us to get together and I'm available 
Tuesday morning or Thursday afternoon, what works best with your schedule? Well, even if you're not available that Tuesday morning or that Thursday afternoon, your eye will automatically find a a space in the near future when you are available and you will make that suggestion back to me. Right, right. That's really a really great tip for everyone. So what is the role of scripts? Do you recommend that people follow scripts if they're doing, well, um, you've got one voicemail, it's recorded, maybe you change it every day with a new date. Um, and then when you're answering the phone, is there a, a certain you know script that you follow or what or for sales calls? What role do scripts play in the phone communication process? Well, they're they're important. They're important because talking on the phone has a lot in common with public speaking. Mm. So when we think about that for just a moment, we wouldn't, Um, stand up in front of a room full of people to give a three-minute speech even without a few notes and also without practicing a little bit, right? Right. So it's the same, except sometimes the phone's more intimidating because we can't see our audience. So when it comes to answering the phone, I'm not sure it's a script that's necessary, but it is you have to know what you want to achieve when you answer a phone. So uh, what I most recommend to businesses is that the person answers the phone with their name because you're creating a handshake. So you never shake someone's hand and not give them your name. So (laughs) when we answer a phone, we should say, you know, the phone lady, Mary Jane speaking, and make sure that that's clear. And then my favorite phrase, but there are many, is how can I help you? Mm. So that you're really opening the door. Now, if you're in sales... The script is important because you should know where you want this call to go. And so you need to craft the message. Um, If you're cold calling, your prospect will will, um, only give you 20 seconds of undivided attention, really. If they don't know you, you, you've got really 20 seconds to sort of catch their attention and inspire them to have a conversation with you. So that is something you have to craft. You have to work on that to have the right opening so that your prospect hears, oh, yeah, there's value to me to have this conversation with this person I don't know. I can hear that there's value. And once a prospect starts having a conversation with you, you're well on your way to creating relationship. Right. I love the phrase that you used. You have 20 seconds to inspire the person on the other end of the phone to have a conversation with you. Um, I've, I love that. I've never looked at it like that. And I think it, that really resonates because it, when we are present in ourselves and we are, our intent is to build relationships and to start a a conversation around that, we really do want to inspire someone to want to be part of that, whether that's on the phone or through our social media or, or, uh, you know, really everything that we're doing, we want to inspire others, um, to want to be, to have these relationships with us. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, so f- scripts for us, I think uh, I can completely uh, concur <laughs> that uh, they ha- they've been really important for uh, for us. And we've also found that when we're attracting the wrong 
people to us, it might be that what we're saying simply isn't really resonating with with who we are and with with what uh, with the type of organization we want to work with. And um, when we tweak that script, we find that oh, we are attracting those right people, and we're because we're we're actually telling our story more authentically. So um, yeah, scripts are such a useful tool. And now I see we're actually coming on to another break here. So everybody uh, stay tuned and Mary Jane and I will be back on the other side of two minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. I am here with Mary Jane Cops, the phone lady, and we have been talking about how to integrate your story into your phone communications. And when we left off just before the break, we were talking about the importance of scripts. Um, now, once you craft these scripts, Mary Jane, um, what, what do you do with them after that? Well, you want to practice, again, public speaking, so you'd practice. You can practice by, you know, calling colleagues or um, friends or family members and running through the, the whole phone call to see how it feels and how it sounds. You can record yourself so that you know how you sound when you're using that script. Um, certainly, probably for your first 10 or 20 calls with a script, you may need to have the entire script in front of you, but eventually you simply want to have it in point form nearby so that if you do get distracted or something they say throws you off your game, uh, you still have your point forms you can go back to and, and, and uh, still be in the conversation where you want to be. 
Right. So how do we follow, follow a script, though, and not be sort of robotic about it? Well, that is where the, the practice comes in, correct? Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. um, again, if we compare it to public speaking, um, when we give a speech, we run through it several times so that we can give it with energy and so on without looking down at the paper and, and uh, having a tight, nervous voice. So it is about the practice for sure. And I think um, just to reference the vibrations that we were talking about in the first segment, I think you get, you experience it differently when you say it out loud. So you've written it down and you've got that vibration and then you're voicing it, you're, you're putting it out loud and that really can tell you in a different way whether it really resonates with you and is honest and truthful or not. Because, yeah, you know, because if, you if you're, sorry, go ahead you could have put a word in there that you actually don't like saying out loud mm-hmm. or that you yeah. trip over or right. there's all kinds of things. So you're absolutely practicing it and having an audience to practice is good um, because they'll say, well, that doesn't sound genuine or whatever the case might be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, on, on our show, we talk a lot about the, um, the connection between our personal lives, our business lives. And for me, really, it, it's all one thing. I mean, I, you know, I'm in business and I'm, I'm growing a business um, and I do business work. However, it's all integrated with my personal life. My mind, body, spirit is all one entity. So what is the importance of the phone in our, in our personal relationships? Can you speak a, a little bit about that? Well, sure, and I'm so glad you asked. Um, I think that uh, we are neglecting it in our personal lives, and yet it's so important. So I can I can share a couple of stories. Um, you and I used to live in the same city. Mm-hmm. We don't anymore. Um, so we do schedule time to speak to each other, either by phone or by Skype, because that's what allows us to maintain a stronger relationship, right? Right. And um, my sister, I have a sister that's eight years my senior, and like many siblings, we have our, our struggles. But about, I don't know, five or six years ago, we established a Sunday morning phone call. And um, it doesn't have to be any particular length. It can be a five-minute check-in or a half-hour check-in. But... I can attest to the fact that then when we get together for Christmas or whenever we see each other, we don't have such a distance between us. We've actually really um, maintained that relationship or fostered that relationship in a way that when we do get together, we can start in a really warm uh, place, which we weren't doing prior to that that practice of a a -a once-a-week phone call. Right. So... The sound of the human voice, again, allows us to interact with each other in a way that words on a screen cannot do. Yeah, I I can completely uh, relate to that experience. Um, You know, I've moved a number of different times in my life to different places. The most recent one was a year ago. And the the relationships that have really um, stayed um, close with me are with those people who I have talked with. Um, Mm -hmm. 
whether it was just on the phone or whether it was a Skype or, you know, Google Hangout or what have you, um, like Facebook is, is I, I truly love Facebook because it allows me to stay connected with people from all parts of my life. And, um, and I do find it, you know, it's a little bit of lifeline just into, into everyone. Um, however, the most meaningful relationships are those people that I, I talk with. And, you know, when I moved, it was so important. Those friends that called me and, and made the time to speak with me, um, really helped me transition and real uh, into our new place and realize that I am still loved and I am still valued. And, um, you know, the emails and, and texts and everything were also lovely. Um, they just didn't hold the same meaning as right. those phone conversations did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think for business, that's something that's important, say for organizations that have like monthly retainer uh, relationships with their clients, um, you know, it's fine and dandy to send a monthly report and, you know, you send that over and they read the text. However, if you're not maintaining some kind of ongoing um, communication by voice, then that relationship loses some of its strength over time. And in order to um, hold it and uh, keep it maintaining that that meaning for like that your client understands that meaning, I think it's important to make sure that you are speaking with your clients in addition to simply sending them emails or whatever other kind of electronic communication you have with them. Absolutely, and and the word I'd like to throw out, and and it can you know it may be a little bit awkward, but I I have never found a a, a better word. It is about intimacy. It's about a level of intimacy. So we can have relationships with uh, only text communication. It's not that they're not relationships, but we we have a level of intimacy with those people we speak to that cannot be duplicated on a screen. Absolutely. That is a powerful word for sure. So Mary Jane, um, can you tell us a little bit about the phone book and, um, you, it came out re- this year and, uh, or no last year. When, when, when was it published? Yeah, you're right. It came out in August of 2015, I think. Awesome. So it's been out for a year. Can you tell us a little bit about the phone book, essential telephone communication skills? Sure. I my original intent with that book was to offer phone skills to uh, individuals who didn't have any. And while that sounds funny, um, one of the things that's happened because of technology is we have several generations now that have grown up uh, in households where no one is talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. So they've grown up with... Uh, parents and so on that have been texting or doing email and so on. And it is a skill. It isn't something that you have automatically. And what I see is that uh, these generations, when they enter the marketplace, are at a disadvantage because once they're in a job, they need to be able to communicate clearly on the phone, but they don't have the skill. And they don't mm-hmm. have any idea that it is a skill. Um, right. So well, that's 
where the intent of the book came from was to gather up all these skills and and put them in a book that was easy and fun to read. And it really is. I love some of the um, the just facts about the phone that you've included. So everyone who's listening, you can pick up the phone book by going to uh, thephonelady.com. And you can also find it on Amazon as well. And uh, Mary Jane also has um, a course on uh, Udemy that's available. It's called Essential Phone, uh, phone Communication Skills, right, Mary Jane? Yeah. And it's a series of videos that take you through um, the most essential phone skills to have either in the, the, on the job or even when you're looking for a job because picking up the phone, uh, about 80% of a, the job market is not advertised, so it's important to be able to pick up the phone and call companies you want to work for and have a conversation. Right. Awesome. Well, so everybody who's listening, you can um, get access to Mary Jane's uh, Udemy course by going to thephonelady.com. And you can, of course, find Mary Jane on Twitter at thephonelady.ca, and you can look for her on LinkedIn as well. And now we are coming up to the end of our show. Mary Jane, it has truly been an honor and privilege to have you on. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Francis. It's been lovely spending the hour with you. It really has. Um, and I'm excited for all of the great takeaways that the listeners have. And I think everyone's going to walk away with a, a stronger understanding of how you really can build relationships and use the phone to communicate your stories with everyone on the other end. So thank you. And thank you to all of you who um, tuned in and were listening to our program today. As always, it is truly a privilege to spend this time with you. And uh, I'm so excited that you are here. So please make sure to stay connected with me. You can find me online at uh, francisleary.com. And you can also find me by going to any social channel and just searching Francis Leary, all one word. You have been listening to The Social Hour with Mary Jane Copps and Francis Leary. And we are just really grateful that you are here with us. We hope you'll join us again next time next week. Same time. See you next time on The Social Hour. Thank you for being a part of The Social Hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a social connection with your audience. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 